0: Thank you. That almost made me cry. Good morning. Good morning. morning. I just want to first and foremost give honor to God for allowing me to be here today clean and sober. As you can see from that picture, I've been, you know, getting a little meal long, got a little full, hair got a little longer, you know. But I, I just wanted to go back a little bit to that scripture in Acts because it was recently introduced to me. And um, when people prophesy over my life, I like to look into what they prophesy. and know before I really get it all in, right? And then I started reading the scripture. I'm like, why did she die so quick? Like, first of all, now I was reading, I was like, she died way too quick for me. Yeah. It, it was like one sentence that she died. I was like, really? That's for me, you know, but as I kept reading, I saw the beauty in the story, And, and when I think about my drug addiction, my homelessness, my incarceration, and being zero in my mind, my body, and my spirit for so long, I had actually died, right, and I was beyond human aid. And it wasn't nothing but the loving hand of God that was able to pick me up from that, yeah. from the depths of that where I was at, in that belly of that beast. So I had died, but when he picked me up, I lived again, oh, right? Yeah. I lived again. And now that I live again, I became purposeful. Now I became able to walk into what my purpose is. And then I noticed that even though people were surrounding Tabitha and they was crying and she was gone, see, nobody had the faith of Peter. They would have said, the get up!" That's right. So people came and said, "Hey, y'all got to get out of here with all that crying and stuff. Because right now, y'all messed up my vibe." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, y'all, y'all all that crying, and let me do what it is that you know Jesus has already taught me to do. And that is to go to the throne, get on my knees and pray, and do God all things are possible. And he looked up at Tappleton and said, "Okay, Tappleton, go ahead, get up." <laughs> and then she stood up and that is indicative of what happens when God uses me to help women who are homeless on the streets you know i've lived in abandoned buildings i've gone without bathing i've been pushing baskets i've lived on rooftops and tunnels and, and, and I know the the smell of not bathing. I know the pain of not eating. And when I see these women, I know that inside of them, there is still life. And I didn't need to say, Tabitha, get up. So I reached my hand out to these women, and I helped them to come back. And since our inception in 2002, we've helped over 3,500 women come back from the depths. Back into life. Back into uh a brand of dignity. You get to walk with your head up, and you have to walk around in shame because people know that she was homeless. Or walk around in shame because you've been incarcerated. They say, "Oh, Miss Curry, you know, you wasn't reading I mean, you didn't get that book. You didn't read about that." Like I don't have a shame of where I come from because only God brought me from there. He can bring me from here. Then who else should matter? That's right. Who else should matter but our Father, right? So I walk and I work in knowing that God raised me up from the dead. To be about his business unapologetically, right? Yes. Unapologetically, and that's what I try to do on a day basis. Don't get me wrong, I get tired. I had the privilege of leaving San Bernardino with the cactus and the mountains and stuff. And I had the privilege of going to the Bay Area, and there was water. <laughs> and there was boats, and I had the wind in my hair. And I was living a good life. Thank you, Lord the fruits of my labor. And God was like, well, no, I'm not finished with you yet. I need to go to San Bernardino. I'm like, did you say San Bernardino? Like, no. <laughs> I got a, I buy, I buy, I buy a boat now. I, I see squirrels and stuff. They eat my fruit. I'm trying to pick, right? I didn't even go to San Bernardino and God literally during the COVID, I was having a I would say it was a mental health crisis. I would say that I had started doubting God, like, God, why'd you bring me here? I'm in the Bay Area, I'm lonely, I'm sitting in an apartment, and and there's nobody to talk to, I'm a people person. I have no people. I'm going crazy, right? And God literally lit me up in that living room and told me, I hear you. I hear you, your cries have not gone in vain, but I'm not done with you yet. He literally told me that, but I said, no, 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 let me get on Facebook because I need to hear your message from Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, at that point I was on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. So I go on Facebook and this evangelist named Tamara Ellison, and she's like, I don't know who I need to tell this to, but God wants you to know that he's not done with you yet, and that the reason why he can't let you go right now is because you still have work to do. There's still a good work in you that needs to come out, and you gotta keep holding that gate, and if you hold the gate because the gate connected to the fence, and the fence has a post every six feet, and there's not enough posts already in place to continue to work, so you gotta keep holding the gate. I'm like, well, why, I gotta give But why could not it be a gang San Bernardino? Why couldn't it be a gang, you know, in like that? In Marin County? So he said, you got to go to San Bernardino. San Bernardino. And, I mean, it sure is that I get a call from Vanessa, and she's like, Miss Carter, you know, um, there's this doctor. He wants to give us this property, give us this land. You know, it's like an acre and a half. It has two structures on it. And we're going to need you to work that, tr- um, transaction out. Yeah, I'm doing it on Zoom. We on Zoom now. I don't have to do you for that. I do it on Zoom. I get on Zoom and we working it out with the lawyer. He sits over some paperwork. And I send it to our lawyer. Now we have some questions and then I get on the phone. We have a few questions. And he got questions? How dare you question me? He goes, you didn't need to read it. You just need to sign it.
1: I'm like, oh, really?
0: In this day and age? (laughs) Sorry. Long story short, I'm coming to San Bernardino. (laughs) So I come to San Bernardino, and within a matter of two weeks' time, we get another call from a gentleman who owns a restaurant, which is literally like a block and a half. So, you know, the Bebop is on 6th and Arrowhead, and Yum Yum's is on 5th and D, right? So it's like literally a catacornia across the block, and he's donated his restaurant that he closed during the COVID. I mean coffee's still in the pot and everything, right? Sugar's still in the in the queue, like everything that he's giving us the whole restaurant. So now we have this whole property with two structures. And we have this restaurant. And God gave me this vision. He gave me a vision to create an economic hub that will work for these women. Something they can come in, they can innovate, ideate, create products. If I don't know if you know but this proliferation of warehouses in the Inland Empire. You know, as a matter of fact, there's over a billion square feet of space of warehouses. And so you know, since my clients tend to try to get jobs in there, but those jobs are not. Paying a decent wage, can to be able to afford housing, can to be able to take care of their kids? mind said, Let's create products and put them in the warehouse. And, matter of fact, let's take advantage of all these trucks, the new airport, the two logistical stations with the seaports with Long Beach. We're an hour and a half from Long Beach in LA for the containers to come in. We got the 10 to 40, all these different freeways running by 210, 510, all these freeways, right? So, this is the perfect place for us to create our own product. Since we love to shop, ladies, we love to shop, right? Okay, so we want to create our own product. So that's what we're doing at the Beebop. We're creating products and services created by women, designed for men and women, but it's going to be an opportunity to create an economic platform that actually works for the people. So we can lift up this whole city up out of poverty. We can get these women the t- tools they need to be able to move their life forward. And God gave me that vision just like that. I didn't have not five cents. I just had a mighty vision. And when he gives you the vision, he'll give you the provision. And surely we raised five million dollars. Just like that. So I guess God wanted me to come back to San Bernardino, didn't he? So I came back to San Bernardino, and I just want you to know it's been a pleasure for me to be here and to be able to be of service. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't have righteousness like filthy rags. You know that. I don't, I don't take lightly the mission. I don't take lightly the charge. Like I really know that through God I'm transforming lives. I really know that He took the nothing that I would, I mean, because I was flat out nothing. I, I would not even. Tell you I was a little something, think I was cute. I was a zero. <laughs> Straight zero. But he that one came in front of me and that became a ten. <laughs> I'm letting you know to be totally reliant on a God that I serve has been the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I know without a doubt, without him, where I'll be. See, I was flattened. I know what happens to me if I don't keep going to God. I know what happens to me if I don't stay connected to the power greater than myself. I'll start thinking that I've arrived. And you see where I got me? I'll be on the homeless bus bench somewhere, trying to convert some plastic bags into some wool clothing. You know what I'm saying? And I can't afford to do that no more because God has been so good to me. I will tell you over this journey... And I'll go back a little bit to another scripture that I have that I love to do. If the pastor can, no, I got a few more minutes. So here's the only scripture that I ever really, really resonated with, right? And that was the woman with the issue of blood. How many of you guys know the story of the woman with the issue of blood? How many of you know, right? So she had this issue. The Bible do not tell us how she got the issue. All we know is that she has the issue, and the issue is such a way where. The regular folks don't want her around. Y'all agree with that, right? So, they about, so, so she lives on the outskirts, right, out of town. But this one day came and she heard there was one come to town. His name was Jesus. Now she had already heard through the great father he healing the sick, he given the blind ability to see, those who can't walk, are able to walk. He's doing great things. And she knew, she knew if there was ever going to be a chance for her to get out of that situation that she was in, she had to go see that man. Now, but she stacked she starts scratching her head. She go, Oh Lord, I'ma have to go past by the Joneses, cause going gonna be there. You know how people pull rank around superior people, they pull rank around here, right? Oh, I gotta go try to get. She's thinking how she gonna get past all the gatekeepers and the neighbors who are say, Oh, look at her. She got that issue. What is she doing here in town? What's she? She knows she gotta do that, but she just had her mind so set. That this day was her day. I can't help it. I gotta get there because uh, the one woman's coming to town. I, I gotta get there, right? And so the Bible says that she only has to touch the hem of his garment, right? The hem. So now, why the hem? Why not the arm, the sleeve, and all that, right? Because you know why she didn't get to him, sisters and brothers? Because everybody was around Jesus. And she had to look down low she had to figure out how to get in there. I can't get too many folks bothered of them. So she probably went down like that. I'm, oh, no, I can't get down like that. Yeah. So she probably went down like that. Then she probably stuck her hand in there in some kind of way to just to get in there because she can't too many people. And by the way, she just touched the hymn. That's like the little piece down here, that little bit. She just got that. And from that, she got her healing. And the Bible said... The healing was so strong that Jesus turned around and said, Who was that? That just got that healing from me like that. (laughs) Who had that much faith that can get that much power out of me in such one joke? You understand? He's surrounded by people. He had to turn around and say, Who was that? And what that tells me, ladies and gentlemen, is that sometimes you gotta go to God. You just can't wait on him. Jesus was going somewhere else. She had to go to get her healing. The Bible says she was healed immediately. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Not an hour later, not too later, immediately. So she's healed immediately. Do you think she wanted to hear Sister Jones talking to her about the issues she used to have? You ever seen folks talk about what it used to be like? No, she like, hey, like do you see me now? Yeah. See my skin? Yeah. See my hair? Yeah. <laughs> So I'm gonna ask you, brothers and sisters. I'm gonna ask you this: How do you recognize when someone is healed immediately? If you hurt on the inside, you ain't healed yourself, mm. right? Cause sick people hurt people. Hurt will hurt people, right? So she's healed immediately, but they're still—they still have their sickness. They don't want to recognize it, be in it. Yeah. That's why the Bible scripture says bring in heaven right here on earth. Because sometimes we have to be an example of what that heaven is. Am I right or am I wrong? Right. And so what I'm trying to say to you guys here today is if we walk outside right now and we see uh, somebody laying on the ground or that, maybe they're waiting for a Peter to come and say, hey, get up. Maybe they're waiting for somebody with that faith. That faith that Peter had, knowing that he had the power of God, knowing that all and everything that's greater in me is greater in the world, knowing he had that, knowing he had the faith, knowing he had the works, knowing he had the power, the power, we become power filled. Power filled. Knowing you got that, you can't go raise the dead? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because Peter was an example to all of us. Yes, we can. Y'all with me today? Yeah, Raise your hand you with me right now. Ooh. All right. So all I'm trying to say to you guys is that fortunately for me, I bought into the idea that yes, I can. And so because I bought into the idea that I can, I do. Now, I went from being homeless to building affordable housing. I ain't went to school yet. I ain't went to school yet. But you can go see buildings that I've built. Because of what? Because of that him I touched. Amen. Because of that him I touched. Because I stuck my hand out there. in my disgraceful looking body smelling self, I put my hand there, I touched that him. Amen. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen. I will tell you that, um, I'm going to bring that up a little bit. I'm going to tell you that life is good right now. I got engaged. You know, God gave me. <laughs> God, God gave me the peace, the tranquility to my little stormy going on in here. You know what I'm saying? He gave me that. I was able to complete the projects that He sent me down here to do. I was able to get out of that apartment and, and move into a beautiful home. You know where uh, the house? that is a healing house. Everybody comes to say, "Oh my God, it's healing." Because when you work in this work, you got to come and you got to get healing. You people hear all these stories, you hear all the trauma. You got to get healing. I came out of my house one time at 5 o'clock in the morning, get ready to catch an Uber to the airport, and it was literally Bambi and her three little baby gears going the street. And I was like, where do they do that at? Right? It's like, click, 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 I'm like, yeah, this is Pleasanton. I'm liking Pleasanton. <laughs> it's pleasant. <laughs> you know, this is a change t- t- of environment, but I'll tell you that, um, Time to Foundation and Organizations, I founded. I gave it over to Vanessa Perez. She's a young leadership, and she's doing an amazing job. She, uh, she's ordained. She baptizes people, faith out of control, like really, really. And what happens is that she brings a level of, um, of empathy to the women and nurturing to the staff. You know that I could never, and she does it in a way that empowers and builds them up. So we have so many staff members who are now vessels of the same work that God started. He gave me the vision, but it's being extended through other staff members who are vested in helping women, who have a personal interest to help women and children. We have helped over 320 children who were in foster care, foster care, sold off in foster care, reunite back with their moms. We have addressed the system. We have gotten involved with this. We went from, like I say, we went from homelessness to building affordable housing. We went from breaking laws to making laws. We have really, no, seriously, we have really started engaging in the change we want to see. You see, and that is what's become so transformative. That is the ripple effect that we are taking control of our community and we are doing what it takes to to thrive. And so during COVID, Craig was asking, "Well, how did you?" Write a book during the COVID. Well, during the COVID, I started writing and I was going through the same emotions I was writing in the back. So if I was writing through when I was five years old, I would feel like a (laughs) five-year-old. I was writing through when I was a teenager, I would feel like a TV bopper. You know what I'm saying? And so I was going through be stages where I couldn't let the book go because I kept wanting to perfect it. I kept wanting to make it real deep and meaningful. And then I wanted to make it, you know, socially conscious and where it, where it ties to a larger social construct. Like I just wanted everything to be in it. Then you know, I got the call from Jennifer Hudson and she said, hey. I'm going to want you to come on my show. I'm like, oh, i got to finish that book. <laughs> I don't want to go on teach TV show without having my book. And so I was able to get that book done like October the 5th. I was on her show October the 6th. And I was able to release my book. So it's called Waking Up to My Purpose. And it's really just a testament, a high God, if he bring you through it, he'll bring you to it. It's a testament that God couldn't would if he was sought, right? It's a testament. It's just a testament that when you turn your will like oh to the care of God, as you understand him, and he will take it and he will run mm-hmm. with it. And he will do things with you in four years you, you have no idea. I never dreamed of being an author. It was not something that I said, oh, my bucket list, I'm still trying to go to Italy. But my bucket list, yeah, Italy, Italy. <laughs> but a book came out. That's funny. Oh, it's a true though. The uh, two, book came out. Uh, I was approached by you know directors from Hollywood, and um, it was supposed to be uh, it was supposed to be Holly uh, Berry, but it wound up being that Taraji P Henson selected my story to do a movie about, and she brought the Jennifer Hudson in to play me. So Jennifer Hudson plays me in the movie. and It is called Tell It Like a Woman. It's available right now on Amazon Prime. Tell it like a woman. And we're so miraculous about it. It's not just about me as woman, woman. It's about women. It's about women's empowerment. It's about everything that I live and breathe for. To help lift us up. To help make us better. To let our voices be heard. To let us be seen and heard and respected. And to be able to live our best life. And so the directors of that movie is all about women, the women cast, the women who directed it, produced it. I mean, it was all women. So I was just one more woman amongst all these women. But I'll tell you, when I watch that, and hopefully you'll get to see it too, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Amazon Prime. <laughs> look, look, when, when I watch that, I get to relive again some of you know what my experiences is. But I think about all the women that that little 15, 20 minute segment is going to help women. All across the world, right? I was invited to go to the United Nations during Women's History Month just March 3rd, and I stood on the stage with over 2,000 delegates of women from all across the world. I mean, speaking all kind of languages. And as I was speaking and talking, I can see them with their little hair pieces on. They was, I'm like, she get me in Spanish, okay? Is that Chinese? She oh, it, she get me in Chinese. Oh, that's Bombay, the Hindu, the Hindu is giving me, okay, like the whole room of women was resonating with me on stage, Now I'm like, this is an international love language, this is God, this ain't like nothing but God talking to everybody, it's the language of the heart, and I was just so thankful for him for giving the opportunity, because you remember I come from zero, I I've come from, from rags, I come from nothing, I ain't never had nothing, so I had those experiences, I mean, to be on set with the high people, I be pinching myself too. I be like, I look in the mirror, that you? <laughs> like, who is this girl? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is totally out of my control. I'm just living my life right now trying to be happy because there's so much going on and he just keeps moving me and shaping me. I mean, like I said, I already had one dream, that was to get a motel room with a bathroom in it. I never dreamed to have a house. I, I I, didn't even have dreams. I would have nightmares to be truthful. You know what I'm saying? So everything that's happening right now is just a testament of what God can do. So when Craig says, come to the church and speak, I'm coming. It don't matter if you was was a small church. You was a church. And I'm for the underdog. I'm for the little engine that could. You see what I'm saying? I'm for the one that's going to show you better than tell you. That's who I'm for. So when I see you you call me, I'm coming because I already know. So they ain't counting me out, but I'm still here. I'm still here. else. Your church is still popping right now. Hey! You see what I'm saying? Because God goes, oh, you so funny. What's your (laughs) name? That's funny! (laughs) But God has already shown who's doing his work He's gonna provide favor. He's gonna provide anointing. You guys know about the anointing, right? So when anointing is on you, it don't matter if mayors come out or when the is not you. It's still going down. It don't matter what's happening. So when the anointing is on you, it's on you, and anointing be on me, you guys, it be on, and I be feeling it too. I be like, here we go, God. I'm just gonna hold on to my seat because we could be But I know at the end of the day. It's to serve a greater mankind. Yeah. It is not OK to keep driving right by 90-year-old women laying on the side of the sidewalk with nowhere to sleep. That is not OK. It, it is not OK for people to still need food, and we in the, the most richest country in the world. That is not OK. It is not OK for women to earn $68 cents to every dollar a man earns. That is not OK. We got a lot of work to do. At the end of the day, we have to make this thing work. Show that love and kind and care. Hey, they say, "What would Jesus do?" Jesus would render unto Caesar's what is Caesar's. That's what Jesus would do, right, there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so my point is that before I sit down, I just want to say. I got a book, but it's my purpose. You know, if you guys would like to get a book, I have some in the front. I want to say thank you to uh, Miss Donna Hatley, who is back there right now. I can see her a little bit. I just want to say thank you to her. She's been kind and supportive of me for so long. Um, you know, I just can't tell you. I've, I've been through a lot. I've come through a lot. I'm getting ready to do a lot. You know, I'm just trying to uh, enjoy it because now I'm getting older now, and every day counts. (laughs) Every day counts. I'm maybe 60. Every day counts right now. You know, every day counts. But I'm so grateful to be here. If I leave you with anything, my final last message, it would be, and this Bible said this, greater things, Jesus said, greater things than this that he was doing shall ye do. And if we think what he was doing was great. What could we do? Right. And are we exercising our faith by stretching into our imagination and trying to do that which we've never done before? Because if we try to do that, we'll see. Oh, look what God just did! Yes. Can't get credit for it because you know you ain't know how to do that. Yeah. God did that. So you know you'll be able to get some stuff done because you're actually stretching out your faith. That's so I would say that, and I would say also, the tablet that got up because people said get up. Can you go tell somebody to get up today? That's it. Thank you.